welcome to Going Well Hunting. This is a Hunter Hunter Rewatch and Recap podcast. I'm your host, uh, Sky. My name, my name is Sky. My pronouns are they them. <laughs> Hello, I'm Keith. My name is also Keith. My pronouns are they them. Wonderful. <laughs> uh, yeah. So no Devin this week, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. We kicked him out. He's gone. He's. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true he he just had he was just busy tonight yeah yeah um it's busy at our at like um Devin and I are roommates and we are moving so it is hectic over here so I'm a little out of it and Devin is completely out of it as in not even here so uh-huh uh-huh <laughs> it's gonna be a fun one it's going to be a fun one. Usually I think Devin carries most of the load on on the recaps we do. So look forward to, <laughs> to yeah, us without... Yeah, I'm looking without... at my notes going, wow, okay, so I don't have any idea what happened. Yeah, I think we're, we're, we're essentially functioning as like a two-legged tripod here. We're just going <laughs> to try and... Use both of our brains combined together to try and get a coherent recap for these episodes. I yeah. think it'll go great. It, it should be. Just you got to be patient with us if you're listening, because normally we have three brain cells to run this podcast, <laughs> and we're missing like at least one and a half right now. So, <laughs> yeah. So speaking of, how do you like the uh, the sort of dram- dramatic climactic conclusion to? Uh, to the Phantom Troop's arrival on Greed Island. Oh, I thought that was excellent. Um, yeah. I'm not sure. So I was a little confused. They show up. Um, the the big buff guy that I wrote, big buff man in my notes. And then I wrote uh-huh, that his uh-huh. name was Razor. Um, so we have that. Um, and he like, he told them to leave. Did he send them to um, an entrance in the game? He or did just he just send them out? Them t- he just yeeted them to a random place on a different continent. Okay, so, okay. I'll have questions about that later then, I guess. But um, <laughs> for now, yeah, no, that was pretty awesome how he came out and he said, Hey, you guys can't be here. And they were like, what do you mean? And they're like, yeah, this is like a, a video game. So if you go like play the normal way, um, you can come fight me and you can get a pretty cool card. And they're like, okay, cool. And then he does, what was the card? Um, um, it's eliminate, eliminate, and, yeah, which the card art pretty badass. <laughs> yeah, the card art is just says um ruler only, so it's like a GM only card, and then he uses that and just teleports all the phantom troop away. Mm-hmm. So that was exciting. <laughs> and then he goes, dang, those guys are pretty intense. And then he blows up their boat. He so. blows up their boat. <laughs> He sends, like, a big red ball of energy at it, like... Yeah. He... No, he he makes a big red energy orb in his hand. It looks pretty fucked up. Mm-hmm. And then he... And then he does a fucking volleyball jump surf with it and just spikes it straight into the boat and it blows <laughs> up. It's some wonderful stuff. I'm glad that we have um, a new Big Buff Man on the show. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much he's gonna come back, but... I mean, oh, Devin, you know how you know how he said you can fight him in order to get a card. He's I mean, gonna come back. 
I'm assuming that someone is going to fight him and get that really awesome card. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh. And be... Fink said, yeah, that'll definitely be us. We're really going to do it. For sure, for sure. I don't... I... See, that's the thing is, I don't know how they got back in the game. Because... Do... Well, do they have a copy? Um... That's right, they do, don't they? Yeah, yeah, they have that. They have that game. They have that PlayStation in their hideout. That's right. I got really confused by like because they he like sent them out and then they were just the next time we see them they're just back in the game but they do literally have it at their hideout. They just had to. Yeah. Like, that makes more sense. It is cool to know that that's like a real island, but it's still fucking with my head a little bit. <laughs> So seeing Razor just there as like the guardian to be like, fuck no, get out of here. I'm going to blow up your boat. It's pretty fun. Yeah, it rules. It's just (laughs) like, it's just like Jing was like, okay, we can't actually make an entirely different world. So we'll do the next best thing by putting it all on an island and having one very buff man make it so you can't get in or out except through the official channels. <laughs> There's like this one place where you could technically like show up, but if anyone does, watch out cuz he'll get you with his big his his big Goku energy. Indeed. <laughs> So yeah, the the next scene we see Gon uh showing off his the uh the the special move he's developing. Yeah, he's gotten really good at the rock part of rock paper scissors. Yeah, he uses his big enhancer punch to just mm-hmm. blow up a gigantic fucking rock. <laughs> he sure does. And then he's like, "Wait, okay, I'm going to try paper." And he's like, "Ha, huh, but we it's not a really great volleyball serve." Like the one we just no. saw, it's just sort of nothing. And he's like, "Well, well, I want to be able to do it though." And Bisky's like, "Yeah, don't worry about it. Like, you're good at enhancer stuff, but like, you'll learn." Um, mm-hmm. And um, Goan talks about him wanting to like learn how to like slash a rock. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that would be the the scissor aspect of the rock paper scissor move he's yeah. doing. He wants to transmute his nen into a cutty blade mm-hmm. and bisky's like yeah great idea and then like we see a little shadow bisky and she's like but it's kind of dumb but i'll, I'll let you dream <laughs> <laughs> basically <laughs> um yeah and then i forget what leads into this but then kila was like oh i guess i'll show you my special move too and then he does lightning and biscuit says wow that's fucked up yeah yeah he's like oh look this is all i can do right now because i'm kind of tired but like when my nen is all good i'm really crazy and goes like wow you're like an electric eel and then Biscuit's <laughs> like oh, holy shit what happened to that kid yeah, it is It is the classic reaction to Kilua, and it's like, wow, that's cool that he can do that. It's fucked up that he knows how. Yeah, I love adults just always being simultaneously impressed and very sad about Kilua. <laughs> yeah, it's great that Biscuit has just like the same reaction as says Guerra, where it's like, how, how much did you get electrocuted as a baby, dude? <laughs> <laughs> an adult that would be crazy if they could do that you're like 12 do you need me to call somebody like yeah. are you good but she but she knows that he's good because she's like wow look at 
Look at look at him and Gone. Gone really makes him happy and smile. It's crazy that this kid can even smile right now. So they're just they're the perfect team. He's really working through his tr- trauma with the power of friendship, and we are mm-hmm. so here for it. <laughs> Seems like he's definitely working through it for sure. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh. So then, Biscuit says, "Hey, we should do a party soon." And Gon's like, "Huh? What? What are you talking about?" And Biscuit says, "Like, haven't you been paying attention to the passage of time even slightly? It's almost New Year's, you dummy." <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, I don't ever pay attention to the passage of time, but you know, no. <laughs> it is crazy when you're playing a video game so much that it happens. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's like once you're in Breath of the once you're playing Breath of the Wild, it's just time <laughs> time just becomes kind of irrelevant and you you really just have to just you're really trusting yourself to the game when you go into that one because you don't know when you're going to come out and you're not going to know what time it is at any point in that experience. So you just you just start playing the game and then you eventually stop it and some time passes and there's no way to control that. Yeah, I mean, I got that game like a Christmas one year and that was absolutely uh-huh. my experience because it's the dead of winter. It's already <laughs> dark out when you start playing. You can play yeah. for just like, you know, until 5 a.m. the next day. You'd never know. It's just, <laughs> you know, it's the dark times. And that's why we have video games. That's why I can't play Breath of the Wild because I don't know how to spend like less than six hours in it. <laughs> yeah, that's valid. <laughs> I'm very much like a spurt video gamer, so, you know, I play yeah. Little Animal Crossing and then mostly different farming simulators. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, they got so caught up in this one that they didn't realize that Kilo's got to go tank the dang, the dang hunter's exam again. The dang hunter exam. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, they they go to Masadora or one of the cities and uh, <laughs> buy some information about how to get out of the game they learn they can either get a uh they can either get a leave card from just like a random uh just a random foil pack mm-hmm. or they can go to this uh this guy at the docks and get a uh ticket out of the game from him and so they decide to go do the latter option um it's like, oh, you might have to do a task for him, or you might have to fight him. It kind of mm-hmm. depends on the day, and oh, he's pretty strong, better be prepared, and then Kilua just defeats the dude in, like, three frames of animation. We mm-hmm. just see all of his fucking lightning coming out from <laughs> the exterior of this dude's house, and it's like, well, that was easy. Yeah, Kilua, um definitely takes the evil route in a game well in a game where the evil route is an easy route he will absolutely Uh take it and this time it was pretty easy you can you know just kill the guy and then you can take his card yeah killua's karma balance definitely went down from that one (laughs) he's uh yeah he's definitely gonna get like glowing red eyes or whatever sort of use or sort of pointless aesthetic 
thing I mean, is going to come is out he of. Already kind of. Like, he can turn into, like, a cat boy at will, so I think he definitely already has that kind of, like, that's that's how his evil points are showing. Okay, like, okay. Them, like, glow. I mean, his eyes are blue, but they're, like, maybe bright magic blue, you know? It's hard to tell in an anime. And then he's got cat boy powers. Yeah, okay, so so you're saying that his his uh his cat boy avatar is tied to the number of murders he's done. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that is what I'm saying. It's like, you know, like <laughs> killing transforms your soul, you know, and Kilo is just getting rewarded by being a cat boy, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of unfortunate wow. for the universe that it worked out that way, but very fortunate for me and Kiloa, it seems, so. I can't believe that Togashi said cat boys are inherently evil. He's right, but I, it, it's <laughs> rude of him to say it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you never see that little, like, smiley face with, like, the paw without eventually they're gonna get that, like, um... I don't know if it's a greater or lesser than sign. I guess less, no, greater than. Hmm. And like, you know, it becomes a little angry eyebrows cat face. You never have one without the other. Yeah, no, if, 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 if you see that little, that little three-shaped mouth, you know there's going to be mischief. You know there's going to be you some, do. some, some chaotic goings on. We know, we, we know we're going to get that from Kilawa. He's, he's going to kill a man. <laughs> he hasn't like, killed a man in a while, honestly, but that's good for him. But I'm I'm glad he's getting back to his roots in this video game. Yeah, yeah. We're learning that NPCs definitely don't matter when it comes to killing morality. Oh yeah. Um I do wanna throw out that um I <laughs> A couple episodes ago, when I was like, yo, um, you like paying 800 Jenny or whatever a week to live. I want to be clear that that's like video game me mode coming out because I've been watching my roommate play a lot of Red Dead Redemption and stuff. And like, I'm like, uh -huh. no, I got to go evil route. Um, <laughs> I heard the words coming out of my mouth and I was like, this would make me so mad if anyone else said it. Because like, um, my... <laughs> Like, I, under I understand where that, like, you know, low-key eugenicist, so I did want to, like, apologize for that real quick, and I figured that was <laughs> a good place to do that. Um, but yeah, that was not great of me to say in a podcast. I do want to specify, like, I am talking video game mode, because I pretty much, you know, I, I like to do an evil run, you know? Yeah, that's fair. Mm -hmm. That's fair. And, like, when, I, when they walk in and the NPCs are, like, so cheesy and corny, like, oh, it's so expensive to keep me alive. I'm like, it's a video game. Just walk away. <laughs> Kilo will go and run away right now. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with this. Kilo was like, yep, zap, you're done. Yep, he, he just does it. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, yeah, he he uh, uses the, the leave ticket and gets... Uh, Shows up in that funky cyberpunk area, yeah. and he does sort of notice, says to himself that, like, oh, this is different than the entry area, but there's still a girl who looks exactly the same. I wonder what that's about. Um, I do wonder what that's about. Yeah, so then he, oh yeah, before he leaves, uh, Gon tells him to uh, 
uh, meet up with the little the the little monster tour guides uh, from way back in season one. Uh, yeah. Kiriko, yeah. Took me a second to remember that name. But yeah, so Kilua gets teleported to uh, that that harbor from like way back in like episode two or something. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, he finally gets a fucking shower because he's been grimy and disgusting for like three months now. I know, I'm so glad Kilua got his shower. He looks so cleaned up and nice. Um, but then he goes to a store and like he it's it's clearly like, you know, this is like the entrance way and he has a business card that says Dick Sakura on it. It's Dick Sakura. Actually, um Yeah. Dick Sakura is actually the uh the my first note for episode 66. Okay. So yeah, actually actually yeah, we just see Kilua arriving in um in 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 the real world, quote unquote. Um uh the next scene we get Oh is... yeah, you're so right. Yeah, they go back. Yeah, the next uh Oh, I do want to say that Kilua was real quick and he did say, "Hey, uh-huh. the world real world doesn't doesn't feel any different." That's super weird. Yeah. So that was funny, and I, <laughs> I didn't notice it. Um, yeah, I guess he doesn't know that uh, Greed Island isn't actually a video game world yet, huh? Yeah, it's it's messed up. <laughs> he and Gon are totally <laughs> like, "Yep, this is totally fake." Wait, okay, are the NPCs are they fake? Yeah, yeah, because like they can turn into cards, like just the same as the monsters can. So that pretty much oh seems like they're like just nin constructs that that are like exclusive to this game <sighs> wonderful who's is this somebody's nin ability is this thing something i'm going to learn it's yeah it's interesting okay. because like yeah, Greed Island was basically created using Nen, and we find out, like, a little bit more about that later, but, like, yeah, basically the scope and scale of Greed Island still seems kind of impossible for what we know about it, so it seems like, it seems like Jing definitely, like, this is never, like, explicitly said, but it definitely seems like Jing knows some stuff about Nen that goes, like, completely beyond, like, the scope of what we understand about it. It does seem like that. This seems like even once you realize it's not an actual like video game, it's like an island, it's still like a huge, massive undertaking of Nen when you like think about how the Nen rules work. And I'm looking at our episode count for this season, like I don't know if they have time to get into like all the questions that I have specifically about how this. But Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because, like, yeah, like, we we know, like, what a conjurer can do. Usually they have, like, one thing going at a time, and, like, it usually takes, like, emission Nen in order to, like, have that thing, and manipulation Nen to be, like, have that thing be separate and independent from you. Like, yeah. we know, 
Yeah, we know uh, Tochino was able to do, like, 11 guys at once, and, you know, uh, uh, Castro was only able to do, like, one double at once, but, like, this island has probably hundreds of NPCs and monsters and stuff, yeah. and just, like, it's so full of mobs and also just, like, the cards that just, like, transforming into items and stuff that all have, like, unique effects. So, Greed Island is, like just a fucking wild use of Nen that never gets, like, really properly explained, like, how this, like, superhuman undertaking actually functions. Because I keep thinking, like, it would be cool if this, like, we already know Jing did it, right? So, like, I keep thinking, yeah. like, it would be cool if, like, there was just this video game and they were like, what's going on? Like, I'm pretty sure this isn't Jing, like, power but we know he's like one of the creators of the game i could see this being like one person's like power because they devoted everything into it where they're just like i can create things through cards that are not really mm -hmm. real they just function like through the cards and they could like make rules for themselves and conditions and all that so they could create this whole game and then put it on this island like i could see that being one person's specific power but we know this is like jing and like that's not his deal it doesn't seem like so i don't know it's just i have a lot of questions at this point <laughs> yeah about yeah. that yeah as far as i know there's like yeah, there's probably some rules about Greed Island that we do not ever get in canon, so... I mean, that's yeah. cool. I like that, like... Yeah, definitely. It's good to... It definitely, it definitely points to, like, this whole system of Nen being, like, much more sort of, like, expansive and, like, having, you know, functions and rules that we that we, the audience, do not know about. It's definitely, like, hinting at some, like, hidden complexities, you know? Yeah, it's cool because you can see how it functions within that set of rules. Like I'm saying, like, it seems like it's one person's Nen power, but, like, it's, you know, it's beyond that. And it's cool how you can see it's definitely fitting into rules and stuff. Like, it has <laughs> rules to it, we just don't know them. And I think that's really cool. Yeah, like It for lets sure. you guess at it in a really cool way. I, the next thing I have in my notes, because I know they go back to training, Bisky's dealing with them. Um, Gone definitely runs into a tree like a horse in a video game. Like, just yeah. barreled into it straight on because Bisky distracted him. <laughs> yeah, so they're running to Masadora to buy some med some more magic cards, I think, is what's happening at that point. Again, yeah, uh, we're we're good at recaps. Yeah, yeah, no, because I think they went to Masadora with Kilowa, but I definitely know they go to Masadora here, so I'm like, well... Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, they went to Masadora, then went to the uh, port town oh, to right. defeat the harbor master, mm -hmm. and then... Yeah, they went yeah, to... Now I, think they're, now I think they're going back to Masadora. They went to electrocute a man, and now they're going back to Magic Town. It all makes sense. And now. yeah, and then Abengane shows up. Mm. Uh and I don't think we actually hear the name Abengane in the 2011 uh anime, but he's the character who we've been referring to as the one black guy. So yeah, um, 2011 still not giving us the name. It really does 
laughing because I asked Devin, like, I was watching the episode with him the other day, and he said, nope, there's no name. So I wrote OBG in my notes, and then you said that name, and I was like, did I write that in, like, <laughs> in place of his name? And then I was like, oh, no, I remember what that means. Nope, I... In 2011, to- please name your characters. <laughs> 2011, please do not keep making us refer to this character only as his race. That feels bad. Yeah, because, yeah, because, I mean, he is. Like, <laughs> yeah. like <laughs> at animators, do better. <laughs> not animators, yeah. like, you know, creators. <sighs> so, Abengane is this man's name. I'm so glad. And we learn that he actually is. Kind of much more than maybe just like the background character we might have suspected him to be, because damn, he does seem something that seems kind of important, huh? <laughs> maybe a little. Yeah, so he does show up. He's still got like the fucking bomb with the countdown timer, just like chilling out on his shoulder there. Yeah. And he tells Gonin Visky about the entire bomber plot. He says, like, hey, Seems like we're probably all gonna die. I don't actually trust this man to, like, fulfill his end of the deal and take all these bombs away once we give him the cards. So, we're probably gonna die. Please avenge us. Yeah. And you you two children seem like the most <laughs> likely candidates for being able to do that. Yeah, he's like, wow, I'm so glad you two are here. Just listen, you gotta avenge me. And they're like, bro, I do not know you, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He also does say that that guy who got his face blown off was their best, so... Yeah. (laughs) Whoops. He was the best fighter, and he still got his face blown up, so... Yeah. Not Two twelve-year-olds, you'll do fine, yeah, so though. You guys I be think. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, because he also says during his like big speech, he's like, "Um, we just weren't prepared for this for someone to come in here." And I'm like, "You guys were not prepared for any kind of spycraft whatsoever in this, where you yeah. were just literally <laughs> running around like, hey, do you guys want to join a big team? We're not going to vet you in any way. Do not worry about it.'" Just just come yeah. on and tell us all your secrets, and we'll tell you ours. Don't worry. It's fine. It it worked out super well for them. Yeah, it's super great. They all have bombs on their shoulders. But yeah, then he, like, he, he tells them all this, and then he just teleports away, and he's like, <laughs> I only found them because, like, it was the, they were the only two people that my magnet card worked on, but, you know, hopefully yeah. that'll do something, I guess. Yeah, and then he says, well, I don't really think that those kids could actually beat the bomber, but hey, there's a teeny tiny percent chance that they might, so I'll, 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 I'll encourage them anyway. It was very nice of him to teleport away before he roasted them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but roast them, he did. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, so then we see, um... The uh, the leader of the one group, whose name I do forget, but yeah, the people negotiating with the bomber, and the bomber 
they're doing their negotiations. They're like, hey, give me your give me all your cards. And he's like, okay, damn, I guess we have to. And then... Yeah, they're like, uh, yeah. To, to release the bombs first. And he's like, uh, no thank you. I'm literally unstoppable. And they're like, ah, oh, yeah. darn, we really can't bargain at all. <laughs> the bomber is being very rude about it. He knows that he holds all the cards, sure metaphorically does. and now literally. <laughs> And then, you know, even after they give him all the, 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 the key cards, he's also like, hey, give me, give me three leaves now, too. And they're like, okay, okay, yeah, okay, I guess so. I guess we have to. And then he's like, thank you so very much. Uh, now I'll do the release thing that I promised to do. And mm -hmm. then, yeah, so then, uh, again, through Subinvara, they, they do the thing. They sure do. Uh-huh. <laughs> Everyone's favorite thruple comes together. They put their thumbs together and they say "release," and everybody. And then everyone fucking dies. <laughs> it's so it's so funny because like the main guy, like the leader guy, he literally lives just long enough for them to say "ha." Release was the trigger word. Like, in case we didn't get it, he lives just long enough for them to explain the joke and then dies. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, hey, release actually releases you from being alive. Isn't that funny? <laughs> Isn't that crazy? As, as the man is just like fucking bleeding from his entire body. Mm -hmm. He really did go Joker mode. Yeah, except uh, there's one person who actually survived because through all of this, we see what Abengane is doing. Mm -hmm. He's like, I'm definitely not going to tell more people about the bomber. Uh, I actually just have to, uh, do a little thing I like to do called a Nen Exorcism. Mm. Huh, where have we heard about that before? Can you believe this random guy we just found knows how to do these Nen Exorcisms? Can you believe that this character who still hasn't been actually named in the 2011 <laughs> version is actually extremely fucking important to the plot? Mm crazy to think about uh yeah so he sets a little f little fire in the middle of the forest he like uh i guess uh has like a little doll and he like decorates it in some like just plant leaves and stuff and then yeah he makes this little offering and then tosses it into the fire does a little chant and then a really fucked up dude comes out of the fire. It's wonderful. He calls upon the forest spirits and does all this. And like, he's like, bring forth. Um, I, for I forget his exact words, but he's like, bring me, bring me like a beast that can eat this Nen that can like devour this Nen that is attached to me. And what comes out is fucking huge. And he goes, oh, shit. So the bomber is really powerful, I guess. Yeah, He's a yeah, big boy. it's it's a it's a big boy to eat a big nan. Mm -hmm. It is this like fucked up old man worm thing, and it looks very very nasty. Mm. And it just sort of crawls up all over Abengane and then eats the bomb off his shoulder like right before uh, Genthru does the release. Yeah. He's a weird-looking worm, dude. Very square mouth. 
Yeah, very square mouth <laughs> with really unfortunate lips. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's got the same lips as somebody from the um the Shadow Beasts. One of those dudes yeah. with pretty similar lips, <laughs> but not a square. This is just the 11th Shadow Beast, honestly. This is if the leeches from Leech, like, got together with one of the other Phantom Beasts. That's what this would create. Yeah. <laughs> I said Phantom Beast, I meant Shadow Beast. <laughs> the same. It, it's. They lasted for, like, 0.3 episodes. How could you possibly remember their name? Yeah, there's no way. I'm just so in love with the Phantom Troop that it just overrides yeah. it. It's like, oh, there was a really cool group in that season. It must have been them. Yeah. It must have been. <laughs> it must be them you're trying to talk about right now. <clears throat> uh yeah so then um abengane apparently one of the conditions of his nen is that the exorcism beast will not disappear until like the i forget what the exact conditions are but basically uh it won't go away until genthru is killed or stops using his nen something like that i forget what the exact conditions are <laughs> but he just has a big nasty friend now and he <laughs> so that is just like that has just coiled itself around his body and will not leave so he puts on a big big cloak <laughs> that just Looks very weird and lumpy because he's got a horrible monster attached to, to him. <laughs> he said this will take care of it. Don't don't you worry about it. I have a nasty, nasty I look, friend I have to tote around at all times. I'll just wear this big cloak and look completely normal. <laughs> I'll just look like a wizard. <laughs> it's wonderful. Yeah. Um... So yeah, yeah. Then, I mean, from yeah. There, I think then of... we cut back. Then yeah. I think we cut back to Gonan Biscuit being like, "Well, we have no idea how to find the bomber, so yeah, let's just keep like... doing what we've been doing and uh, hope we run into him eventually." Gonan's like, "We should go check on their hideout," and Biscuit's like, "Dude, those dudes are all dead. Don't. We're not yeah. gonna go there." <laughs> Goes uh -huh. like, "They might be alive though," and Biscuit's like, "Nope." Nope, they're not alive. We're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna just get a bunch of spell cards instead. Yeah, so they they buy some foil packs, um they get an S rank card, uh that called Fortress that I think we've seen earlier that just like protects a few uh a few of your uh uh, uh key card slots. Mm -hmm. Um and yeah, they just kind of freak out because they don't know what to do with it. Like, they're wondering if they should cast it now or wait or possibly, hmm, sell it for money. Mm. And Gon's like, damn, I wish we had a real gamer here. <laughs> too bad Killua is... <laughs> too bad Killua's taking the hunter exam. That is pretty much what he said, and it was so good. He's just like, damn, I can't make decisions. I wish Killua was here to make them for me, pretty much. <laughs> Yeah, speaking of Kilua, he's at the Kiriko's house, and they're like, yeah, you yeah. S you smell like Gon, you 
we we buy that you're friends so it's 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 a little few days before the exam starts why don't you just tell us some stories about your adventures and he does and it's very cute it's so good he starts telling them stories about gone and he's like yeah one time gone came to my house and it's so good they're just off doing their separate thing like wow that's my best friend it's so good yeah it's nice good to see like yeah, since it's it's good to see like this stuff from season one again, you know, since the plot has gone to like so many wild places since then, it just feels kind of nice to take a little look back and be like, oh, hey, the Kiriko are still still doing their thing, huh? Yeah, this is a really good time to have like in terms of like the <clears throat> the story arc of the show in general. I think this is a really good time to have Kilua take the hunter exam because it's like, oh, right, I remember the hunter exam. I remember when that's what the stakes were and, like, it was, like, our four hanging out and, like, it's, it, it, it was kind of like, oh, yeah, that's where this show started because, like, the middle arcs in between them have been so all over the place. It, it is yeah. really cool. Like, um, it, it, I mean, it, like, makes you think of all of it at once in that kind of way, you know, like, almost nostalgic, but it's, like, we've been watching this whole time, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, and then we go back to Gon practicing Emiternen. He's practicing his paper move, and he can only do, like, a tiny pea-sized amount of, of Nen at a time. Uh, mm -hmm. And Biscuit's like, hmm, you'll... You'll be able to hit that faraway rock by the end of the day if you keep practicing, because I believe in you. And then Gon just yeets his little ball of Nen, and it hits the rock. And they're like, wow, he did it! Right? <laughs> <laughs> it was so quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he caught it on, like, his second try, and they're... <laughs> <laughs> they both had no idea it would happen, so that was pretty funny. It was very good. Um, there was a weird little quirk here with the... Um, oh? I did watch... I normally watch the... Um, um, the just sub-only version, just because um, I've noticed, like, at least on Netflix, which is where I normally watch it, it's the sub and the dub are different. English translations, mm -hmm. but when you're watching the, like, dubbed version, it still has the subtitles of, like, just the normal sub-translation. Like, it yeah, doesn't just that's... have the, like, subtitles of what you're watching. And one that I noticed here um, was that um, the subtitles said defensive. We want to buy a bunch of defensive cards. And the, like, words, they were like, we, we have a bunch of offensive spell cards. It was very a very weird, like, exact opposite, like, translation thing huh. that I was like, that's weird. And, um... I mean, normally it's just, like, I have auditory processing, like, issues, so I'm, like, I can't do both of these at once, but sometimes I'm just, like, mostly taking notes so I can listen and not read the subtitles, but I did read that one, and I was, like, that's weird <laughs> that they would be yeah. just that different. Yeah, no, having having the subtitles like that always, like, completely messes with my brain i it, it 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 definitely feels very weird when there's that mismatch between the dialogue and the subtitles so yeah, yeah i i definitely have to always go either one or the other mm -hmm. 
Yeah, it was like a weird, and I, I can't do like no subtitles, which is why I always, and I like, I enjoy the Japanese actors a lot of times, like it's mm-hmm. cheesy in a different way to the like English, especially in the 99, I found I was always going for the, um, <clears throat> for the sub because the English actors are just, <laughs> I mean, not to be rude to them from the, you know, all the way back in the 90s, but like... <laughs> It's just very, like, you can tell they're just like, okay, we're, we'll do this, like, weird thing in, like, the exact tone of, like, a Christian video game. It's very, like, <laughs> you know. Yeah, no. I prefer the, the sub actors, I guess. <laughs> or the sub, I mean. Yeah, I think, like, there's still, like, certainly arguments about, like, the quality of dubs even today, but, like, the industry, as as far as I know, was, like, very different, like, two decades ago, so yeah, it, right. it, 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 you're, you're definitely not guaranteed any sort of uh, consistent quality with a, with a dub that old. Yeah, it's, I, I mean, I'm just not... A huge anime watcher. I am now, but, like, <laughs> it was just, it's something that I noticed, like, a lot. I was like, oh, God, I can't do this. I have to, I have to listen to the, the Japanese, even though I don't understand it. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, now we're on to episode 66, right? Mm-hmm. Strategy and scheme. Yeah. This is so where Dick na- Sakura now, now we see Dick Sakura. This is where this is. Dick Sakura has returned. It's a good name. Yeah. I don't have anything else to say about it, but I just, like, I want it tattooed on me. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... So, in order to find the hunter exam, the Kiriko tells Kilowa to, like, go to a certain apartment and, like, meet a certain guy who will tell him what to do. The guy tells him to go to a store called Dick Sakura, buy some clothes, and use this special card when he's checking out. So he does that. He goes to the Dick Sakura and uses his Dick Sakura card. (laughs) (laughs) And then, you know, the cashier leads him to, like, a secret elevator where he goes down to the hunter exam. Again, very sort of reminiscent of of season one. It's how many people do you think are named Dick Sakura, and can I change my legal name to Dick Sakura? Gosh, hmm. I just, I I worry because I don't know if, like, maybe this is a weird translation thing. Like, I don't know what that, it's just, I'm looking at it with, like, this pretty pink business card that just says yeah. Dick Sakura on it, and I'm like, is this a joke as it's meant to be? Like, <laughs> but it yeah. is very I- funny. I will say that in the fan sub of the 99 OVA I watched, it just translated it as Sakura Boutique, and in the manga, it was translated as D-I-K-S-A-K-U-R-A, so not like the- f- not Yeah, not in, like a- And in the 2011 version, it is Dick Sakura, <laughs> two words spelled exactly like it sounds, so I think like- I wasn't listening that close to the to the sub, but I think it might just be a situation where Deke is um, just the word for boutique or something like that, and See, I'm thinking, they yeah. chose a in unfortunate romanization with the uh, 2011 version. What I'm kind of thinking is that it was like 
teak short for boutique as slang for ah. teak sakura oh, and that... then it became d-i-k dick sakura and then that became a joke to people who spoke english and the animators slipped that one in for us <laughs> like you know like yeah, that's that, what i see that happening. makes a lot of sense <laughs> that's yeah. my theory but i love it <laughs> dick sakura is beautiful yeah you know what i think um, i know that like sakura is a you know it's not an uncommon like uh surname in japanese at least in among anime characters which is my primary interaction with uh (laughs) japanese culture but you know i mean yeah because dick and so dick and sakura does seem like it might be like a two first names sort of name Mm -hmm. but it's not impossible there could be a dick sakura out there I just, I'm always on the look for, like, last names, because I want to change my name, but I don't have a good last name yet, so I haven't done it. Uh-huh. But I'm like, Dick Sakura is tempting, and I'll just make my middle name <laughs> Sky, and just put, like, when I sign documents, <laughs> it's gonna be Dick Sakura. <laughs> Dick Sakura, you know, from Hunter Hunter. <laughs> you know. And- <laughs> Sometimes people go all in and name themselves a kin that was really important to them. <laughs> you know, people give themselves like a wolfy last name or something. Me, <laughs> I'm gonna go for Dick Sakura. <laughs> uh, quality. Mm-hmm. Anyways, yeah, that um, that all happened. I did have also um. I wrote in my notes, check out that one blue-haired girl thinking, like, oh, it's a funny, like, this girl might be important later. And then when we do see mm-hmm. her later, I realized it was just because we had seen her before, and it's the girl with bees uh-huh. in her hat. And I don't yeah. remember her name, but she has bees in her hat. I believe it's uh, Ponzu. Mm, that sounds right. Yeah. I um I called that her nen ability and then um I was corrected. That is not a nen ability. She just does that. And um <laughs> I'm processing that one. <laughs> she just has bees yeah, up there. Get, she just has a normal bee hat. <laughs> she just in a world of magic users, she has decided to simply keep the bees there. Imagine how powerful she'll be with Nen though. Like she's already got the bees up there. What can she do? She's too powerful. I don't know if she can pass the hunter exam. <laughs> Netero needs to put a stop to this. <laughs> yeah, so So yeah, we're we're at the hunter exam now. We're seeing like all these familiar faces. We see Tonpa with his fucking diarrhea juice. Yeah, he literally almost he just offers some. Takes one sees, you know, gets one gl- glimpse of Kilua and just fucking hides his face. Mm-hmm. Um, we see the um, the, th- the three brothers that uh, Kilua knocked out of the competition uh, last time, and they're just like fucking they roll up to Kilua, they're boasting about how much stronger they've gotten, how they're gonna fucking fucking rock his shit mm-hmm. uh and then Kilua just doesn't even notice that they're talking directly yeah, at him he like looks at um, them for half a second and halfway through them being like yeah we're gonna kick your ass this year he is gone he is just leaving yeah <laughs> just d- did not even register that there were people speaking <laughs> to him and like even in the manga he's just like hmm I wonder if there's anyone I'll recognize from last year as <laughs> these people are talking directly to him 
I think he might say that as he's turning, like, as Tonpa is turning away from him in the 2011. Uh-huh. Like, he's like, I wonder if I'll see anybody. And then, like, the camera goes to them, but Kaloa does not see them. <laughs> yeah. It's very good. Um, And then uh, we see one more friend. Uh-huh. Zephyl is I forget here. Who- yeah, Zephyr. And Kilowit says, hey, it's good to see you. I'm sorry you showed up this year, because you're going to get your ass kicked. Or, no, we, we don't see him quite yet. Oh, really? Is uh, there we see him. We see him as Kilowit is doing his thing, because, you know, the first examiner barges in. Oh, and I should also note that, like, Kilowit's number tag that he got is, like, 1,200-something. So there's, like, three times as many participants participants as there were last year. I didn't even catch that. There, there's, a, there's a big numbie there. Mm-hmm. So the first examiner is like, alright, we need to we have oh. so many fucking people here. We need to reduce this number by a lot. Uh, we have two hours before lunchtime. Uh, before then, I'm gonna need you to defeat five people in a gigantic fucking melee and take their badges. And Kila was like, okay, I can do You're that. You're so right, and, and how could we forget that man and his outfit? Yeah, he's got a good outfit. This is a it's disco like, man. I mean, straight up a disco man. It's extremely disco. Mm-hmm. He's got, like, lots of gold rings on his fingers. He's wearing, like, uh, what color is it? It's like a magenta jumpsuit. Yeah, there's some purple and some green going on, I want to say. Like, sort of, yeah. like, you know, purple shirt that's a little bit open. Like, you know, those kind of vibes. He's, yeah, yeah. So then, you know, he fucking just sort of walks away, closes the door and sits in the stairwell and just like pulls out a smoke as as people just start going bananas mm-hmm. in the next room. Um, and the one going most of the bananas is Kiloa because he's just zooming all around the room, just fucking taking people out like it's nothing. <laughs> yeah, and then he shows up. And sees Zephyl, and Zephyl's like, hey, what's, what's, how, how's it going? And Kila was like, hey, good to see you. And then, like, knocks him out and takes his badge, and he's like, don't worry about it. I'm, I'm the only one winning this year, is the thing. He's got a little cat face, yep. I want to say, or maybe I just drew that. Yeah, so there's a very dramatic, there's some very dramatic narration in the manga that oh. I... Just want to zoom to right now. Um, yeah, so let's see. I think this is Zephyl's narration. Then it switches to one of the three brothers. So it, it at first it, it starts as, A shadow was all I saw. It flitted throughout the cloud and people collapsed in its wake. I only later realized it was Kiloa. Uh, because of what he told me while I panicked. So he's not even, like, able to, like, process that ki- that this is Kilua zooming around the room. Oh and just, like, Kilua, t- even though Kilua just, like, took a break in the middle of his fucking, his, his fucking rampage just to say <laughs> hi to Zephyl. <laughs> Zephyl not even processing what's going on. Um... My doctor told me it was an unbelievably precise and quick blow to the neck. A martial artist I know said it was a superhuman feat. Um, (laughs) And then we cut to the three brothers passed out, and the narration is, Yeah, we were confident. 
We put in the effort. We practiced until we coughed up blood. We perfected our combo moves. But we failed because we were ignorant of the existence of prodigies beyond our imagination. Here was someone who was born to be a first-rate hunter. <laughs> it's as if we were racing down the highway at 160 miles per hour and he breezed by at 180. This will be our last year trying out. I'm sure the others will make the same decision this year. So they just got owned so hard that they gave up on everything completely. Dang! He even showed up last year and they saw him last year. Yeah. That's so funny. They're just like, nah, actually, <laughs> I'm not cut out for this. Only that kid is allowed. So Kilua was very epic. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> then we see the disco jumpsuit guy. He's taken a little nap. Uh, then Kilua shows up and he's like, hey, I passed the uh, the first part of the test. And jumpsuit man is like, uh, it's been like an hour and a half, buddy. Where's everyone else? Seems like some people should uh, come in here before you. And Kilo is like, oh yeah, sorry about that. It took me a while to gather up all the badges. <laughs> and he just has like a fucking he literally sack of badges. Through, like a cartoon sack that should have a dollar yeah. sign on it, but instead it's just full <laughs> of badges. Like... <laughs> it's exactly it. He has a cartoon bag of over a thousand badges, and he's like, "Yeah, I I just went ahead and knocked out everyone. So, uh, is there gonna be a round two? <laughs> it's so good, and it's even better because we immediately cut to Netero like on the phone with the disco guy, and he is yeah. cracking up." <laughs> <laughs> Netero thinks it's so funny. <laughs> Netero's like, okay, you know what? He's he's good. Let him be a hunter. Yeah. Uh, so the disco man does a very dramatic pose. He does a fucking wild spinny dance move and then just pauses and says, You are a hunter now, and Kid was just already walking away. Like, okay, thanks. Thank you. <laughs> He's excited. He's got to get back to his boy. It's true. And he does, like, pretty much immediately. Like, it's just... Mm -hmm. It's so funny how quick this is. Like, it's not even one episode that he's gone. Yeah, it's... Season one speedrun. <laughs> he said, hey, remember all this? Okay, we're done. <laughs> Remember these guys? Damn, this really is the video game arc. Kiloa invented speedrunning. He really did. He figured out if you, like, just beat all the NPCs up in the first <laughs> room, you clip through the wall and win the whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> 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 uh, uh -huh. so then, then Kiloa gets back to Biscuit and Gone. Um... Mm -hmm. And he's yelling at them for not using all the neat spell cards they have. He yeah, says, they ha they're in a they're... video game, you should be casting spells. Gosh they're in darn big, it. like, collector mode. They have just all of the spell cards. And Kila was like, why do you have all these if you're not going to use them? And I'm like, Kila, I only have 86 health potions. If I use one of them, I might not have enough when I get to the final boss. <laughs> yeah, this, this, the, this... This full ether is this this max ether, you know, you only get like 
five of them throughout the entire game. You can't just use any of them. That's right, Kiloa. If I don't need them, why would I use them? I'm going to save them for when I'm in a dire situation. Kiloa. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, they basically do, though. They're like, oh, you're right, I guess we should use some cards. I guess we'll just contact somebody. Yeah. I guess I'll just use a random contact spell. I guess we'll just fucking cold call some rando we've met. I guess we're just gonna do some prank call videos real quick. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they pull it up and they start looking, and who who do they find in their contact list? It's fucking Crollo Lucilifer. Can you believe Crollo Lucilifer? I love his name. I still love his name. It's Lucilifer. <laughs> um, <laughs> but who? Yeah, Crollo Lucilifer has entered entered the game, and Kayla was like, "When did you see him?" And Gones like, "Well, I don't know. Um, I must have just walked past him at some point." And Kayla was like, "No way. You would have seen him." And Bisky at some point just punches them because she's like, "Who?" Are you yeah. talking about? Include me in this. Yeah, they also mention Karapika, like, oh, does Krolo shouldn't be able to use Nen? Does Karapika know about this? And Biscuit's like, who's Karapika? And, yeah. <laughs> she gets very grumpy. <laughs> she, yeah, yeah, she didn't watch season three, and she's feeling very left out. Yeah, she didn't get to see the whole, like, chain user arc. She didn't get to see Uvogi. Which is sad. And she didn't get to see how Ubi, or how Karapika beat the shit out of him. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's th- a lot of where his character development is. But yeah, he she doesn't know shit, but Kilua decides, okay, I gotta go call Karapika, I guess, because uh, we gotta figure out what is going on here. Yeah, is this when we cut to the Phantom Troop, who are back in the game? Yes, yeah, because they have made a similar discovery. Yeah. Um, and they're... They- <clears throat> in their game. They've also met Trollu Lucilifer without fucking noticing, and they're like, uh, what's up with that? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I forget <laughs> ha- what order of what happens, uh, but somehow Shalnark figures out that, uh, that the Nen exorcist that Krollo is looking for is on Greed Island because, like, they know it's east of York New City and Krollo's fortune said to go east. Yeah, and they the pull out a map and they're like, yep, it is literally due east from York New yeah. City is this island where this happens to take place. And the fact that they met someone named Krollo Lucilifer in the game probably means that something related to Krollo is on this island, so... Yeah, Shalnark just makes that leap, I think. I think that's how it happens. Yeah, I think they think they're looking for him. They're like, well, we should try to find him and see what's going on. And then um, Hisuka comes out of the show. And then our least favorite clown shows up. (laughs) Yeah. And he's like, oh, that's... That's very interesting. You met Krollo Lucilifer? Well, guess what, jerks? It's me. You can enter whatever name you feel like. So I did that to leave you a clue about <laughs> the Nen Exorcist. Aren't you so happy about that, that I did that? And Finks and everyone are like, wow, fuck off, dude. We hate you. Yeah, and he's like, pretty much. Okay, well, I'll, I'll be gone then. So <laughs> is it supposed to be that Krollo hired him to come here? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, we 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 find that out. Um, that yeah, basically Hisuka is supposed to help Krolo find the Nen Exorcist, and in exchange, he'll finally get his fight with Krolo. Mm. Because yeah, because yeah, Krolo yeah, cannot go. Yeah, Krolo cannot go to the Greed Island right now because his Nen don't work. So is he just still sitting in York New City? <laughs> yeah, I think we get a I think we get a shot of him. I know we do at least in I'm pretty the, sure we get um, a shot of him, but I think it's in the void. Like yeah. in the in no, the twenty eleven. Like we just get like a shot of Krolo, but he's just like in a white void and I'm like, alright. No, he's he's definitely sitting in front of the game console in the manga and mm. ninety nine version. Maybe there's a game console. I just don't remember. Like, there's no location to where he is, at least. You know? Mm. Like, he might be in front of the console, but there is absolutely no, like, anything in the room where he is, if he even is in a room. It's kind of the vibe it looks like. Yeah, I think it must have been the hideout, because, like, that's where they've been keeping the console. I wasn't paying, like, super close attention to the background, but I think that's what it is. Yeah, but the others don't know he's... But he can't talk to them, so he's not at the hideout, right? Ah. So they must have a different copy of the game that they're sending Hisuka through. Oh yeah, or you know what? That does make sense. Yeah, that makes sense. East. That. Okay, yeah, yeah, no, that that makes sense. That makes sense. That Krolo would have gotten his own copy of the game to send Hisuka through. Yeah. So we don't know where he, he is, it. but he's yeah. he he is watching Hisuka play a video game. Yep. Yeah, he's watching Hisuka's Twitch stream. <laughs> I wonder. Except the stream is broken, and he can't see anything that's happening because it's not that. It's not a game that shows up on screen. Here's the thing: is now I really am just thinking about Video Game Island, but it is broadcast, and there is a live chat. Damn. Like, unreal, right? Damn, it's literally just Island video game island like really bad like it's exactly how it is but it is live streamed with a live chat that if only greed island were written post twitch this this is my new fan fiction everything is the same <laughs> but there is a chat and so sometimes when something happens there's some poggers and that's you know that's about it i feel like kilo Kiloa would somehow have like a hundred times more subscribers than Gone. Absolutely. Kiloa's <laughs> always just off doing like weird ninja stuff, and when he's not, he's like posing. So yeah. <laughs> he's got like a lot of followers. <laughs> he is Kilua, very popular. <laughs> Kiloa knows how to fucking set up the stream decks so that when he does a dab or something, like a yes. graphic will pop up. He knows he how to, like, like, set his backgrounds, you know? Mm-hmm. He knows all the camera tricks. Like, he knows, um... He's got, like, a cute little, like, um... Bitmoji with, like, a little cat face. And he's got, like, a, like some, like, stylized emojis that he uses, like, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. are cats and have a little peace sign that are him and stuff like that. He's He's got a whole brand worked out. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and it is like uh, it, people are like wait is he Kilima Zoldek and he just like won't <laughs> answer but they all know it's him <laughs> uh, you can you can you know you can get up you can get like millions of of Jenny for a, a, a 
photo of a Zoldek, uh, and just fucking imagine how much you could get for a uh, a, a VOD capture of uh, <laughs> of a Zoldek gaming stream. <laughs> what if he devalues the whole market of Zoldek pictures? Simply by being so accessible, but also inaccessible, because it's impossible to track him down. People have tried through, like, you know, mining his, like, streams and stuff like that, but he is very careful where he always, like, knows how to do the streams and then, like, vanish from that location. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So he's, like, he's got it, you know? <laughs> he is very yeah. easy to see, very impossible to find. And I think that's neat. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's my headcanon. <laughs> um Meanwhile, I think Gon has just like never used OBS before in his life. He <laughs> the most he can come up with is like an off central title card for his for his stream in like Times New Roman font. He's always you yeah. know, he's never speaking directly into the microphone, so you can only kind of hear what he's saying. <laughs> I think Gon has a following, but it is purely, like, from being in Kilo's streams, and anytime people yeah. watch, like, his specifically, it's always, like, they're like, oh, he's so, like, badass, he has strong punches and stuff, but that's pretty much all he ever does on there, is just, yeah. like, strong punches and, like, lifting videos or whatever. He has, like, 20 followers from Kiloa, and then, like, four people who he, who he just knows in real life. Like, Zephyl follows his streams, like, Wing definitely does. Do you think he does, like, ads for protein juices, though? Like, do you think he's, like, mm. doing, like, workouts and stuff on there, and he's like, you guys, you'll never believe it. I drink this stuff. Not because I think he's, like, purposely, like, advertising to people because he, like, you know, like, I don't, I, I think he just genuinely thinks they're, like, cool protein drinks and, like, wants to talk about them. But, you know, I think some people are, I, I think someone talked him into doing that at some point. I think Biscuit is definitely the one who is, like, just constantly. <laughs> his, like, evil manager. <laughs> just constant Biscuit. Yeah, Biscuit is definitely the one who's trying to, like, push product placement stuff. Yeah, Biscuit's trying to monetize both of their streams, and Kiloa refuses <laughs> because he's, like, a socialist, and Gon is just like, whatever! <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I feel like, you know, if, if, if Biscuit's in charge of that, then, like, the stuff they're selling would have nothing to do with, like, the stream or the content at all. And Gon's like, yeah, I'm using this, this, uh, this, uh, vegan cruelty-free, uh, facial toner, I think. <laughs> Look how bronzed my cheeks are as I keep <laughs> this rock into a wall. <laughs> <laughs> Look how acne-free I am. <laughs> You see how I look like I'm 12 years old? It's because I moisturize. <laughs> I'm actually 47. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Uh, okay, but do you think Bisky has her own streams? Because I feel like Bisky could do numbers. Yeah, I think Bisky could definitely do num. You know what? I think Bisky like, got a strong following, then just, like, every stream became, like, constant product placement. 
Mm, yeah, I feel like she had, like, a real good thing going where she was mostly, like, aesthetic, but, like, had some really cool moves, too, because she is, you know, <laughs> you know, um, <clears throat> she's good at what she does, but then she was, like, yeah, literally all, like, I'm gonna make some money off of this, and everyone's yeah. like, yeah, she's fun to watch, but, like, it's 40% ads now, it's, like, what's the point? She got some stands, though, like, some solid stands. Do not mess with the Bisky stands. They're, like... <laughs> I don't want to name a group. You. I, I don't want to name a group that they're like, but you know, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't pay attention to streaming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not talking about streaming specifically. Just like you know, okay. celeb stands, I guess in general. Okay, okay. Pick a celeb. Pick a subculture. Uh yeah. So we. We get, we see, we see the rare act of Karapika answering his phone now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I, I totally forgot that this appearance of Karapika happened. I thought, like, after York knew, that was, like, the last we saw of him. But, but we, but we get this one. Uh, we get Karapika on the phone with Kiloa. Kiloa's in the real world for a hot second talking to Karapika about like, hey, we met this Krolo dude. Um Do you think do you think that means anything? Um Karapika said, like, yeah, if his nen were exercised, I would probably know about it. And Kilo's like, uh oh, so you knew it could be exercised? And Karapika's like, well yeah, I figured. So Kilo is just kind of like, okay, you seem cool with this all right and karapika's like yeah okay uh so yeah they figure out that the person in the game named krolo is probably not actually krolo because as far as they know krolo still like has uh, uh the judgment chain on him um and then we see uh neon in neon and mr nostrad for a second um <laughs> Neon, Neon doesn't have her power because uh, Krolo ate it, and Mr. Nostrad is having a terrible time with it. Yeah, it's very, like... Yeah, Nostrad is just, like, dramatically, like, what am I gonna do this month? How am I gonna, like, and Karapika's like, let me help you, like, you know, we'll we'll figure this out. And he's like, what would you know about it? You need to restore my daughter. And his daughter is just, like, sitting in her room, like, damn, it kind of sucks that I don't have powers anymore. Yeah. I feel bad for Neon. I don't uh, feel bad at all for Mr. Nostrad. In fact, I'm laughing. But, like, it is kind of yeah. sad to see Neon just be like, aw, I used to do this cool thing. I can't do it anymore. Yeah, we respect Neon. <laughs> Definitely not Mr. Nostrad. That's right. But yeah, he's very torn up. He is very worried about his money and his status. I think... My, 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 the quality of my notes has degraded, but I think after that we get, uh... There's, uh, like, a scene where Kiloa goes back and is like, yeah, it was kind of fine, and Bisky goes, wow, so you guys should maybe stop worrying about other people and focus on yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> which is, I don't know, that's just how she words it. Um, but then they go in the forest and Gon makes it rain bugs. Yeah, yeah, He goes and punches so... the tree real hard. Yeah, so they're just they're just actually playing the game now. Now mm-hmm. that they've gotten buff and a hunter's license, uh they're just like, okay, let's actually like go for some of these A rank cards and go they they find one where 
They have to punch a big tree, and if you hit it hard enough, a special beetle will fall out, and that's an A-rank difficulty card. Mm-hmm. And Gon just, like, fucking hammers the tree with, like, his his rock attack and gets, like, three bugs out of it, and he's like, yeah, I, I, I didn't go all out because I didn't want to hurt the tree, and everyone's like, damn, kid, why you punch <laughs> so good? <laughs> It's so funny. It's so good. I just love like him punching the tree and all the bugs falling down. It's a very cool shot and scene. Yeah. Um, and they do like a contest thing, and they they win that, and they get a really OP necklace. Like yeah, so powerful. Yeah, they do the rock paper scissors tournament again. The same one where they got the <laughs> sword of truth, and this month the prize is the paladin's necklace. Hmm. Did you have written down what it does? Because I can make a guess, but... Uh, yeah, basically, um, it makes it so that, uh, people can't steal your cards if you're wearing it. Like, uh, I think the specific effect is it, like, casts, uh, Reflect on you as just, like, a passive, which is a thing that blocks your cards from being stolen, and, um, also, um... Doesn't it block their attack cards, too? Um, because there was something like their attack cards will reflect on them, and then also your cards can't get stolen. Was what I, I read it as, but I think it's translated a little bit differently in each version. Mm. I think like the main thrust of it is that uh, Gon uh, can't have his cards stolen now, which is very fucking convenient. Um. <laughs> And also, like, if he is wearing this necklace and touches a card that, um, like, has an effect on it, like, if 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 it's a cloned card or a card that's been, like, transformed into a different card, it'll turn it back to the original, which is, like, sort of uh, written in the card text as, like, removing curses from cards. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so he gets some pretty some pretty thick powers from this necklace. Yeah. They also do a quest where they rescue a girl from a house filled with traps and just like Gon and Bisky are like <laughs> just like talking to the person guarding the gate, and that person is just like, the girl you're looking for isn't here at all, and even if she were, you would have to go through a mansion full of traps and deadly perils in order to get to her. And they're like, we thought you said she wasn't here. And then Kilua just pops out the side door, like, with the girl in tow, like, I found her! I love Kilua. Yeah. (laughs) He really doing the most in these episodes, and we're here for it. Uh, he just did the quest while they were getting the fucking ex- exposition from the NPC. <laughs> it's very good. So he did all the traps, and then I think the girl turned into a card that was like yeah. rank S or whatever, and then the guard like turned into a card that was or a card that was rank F. Yeah, yeah. the The girl is the card she turns to into is Gold Dust Girl, which apparently. This girl's body just sheds off a bunch of gold dust. So you, if 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 you know her like as a friend, you can just get a bunch of fucking money out of that. And then yeah, the Kilowatt just platonic. fucking punches the gate guard because he's really because the guard is really mad at him. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the guard is just a rank f little fucking mob scrub. Yeah, a little noob. Yep. 
<laughs> and then it's I think like there's a like a trading sequence. Yeah. Yeah, they like go around and get a bunch more cards. Mm-hmm. They get a bunch of cards and then they get um they get contacted by somebody we saw earlier and they like the the character has to remind go and he's like, "Hey, remember how I took your card that one time? I want to make a trade with you this time." And then at the same time we're getting um says Guerra and he's trying to make a deal with Bomber. Mm-hmm. Um and it's it, it very much plays like Monopoly. Like they're like, uh, no, I'm not going to trade with you because you have way more than anybody else. Like way more monopolies than anybody else. I'm not going to give you another one. And he's like, but what if I give you these really like these three really really good cards? And you don't even have to give me two cards. You can give me just one card. And he's like, mm, okay, I got to consult with my throuple real quick. Um, <laughs> and. They they do that. I I think they take the deal. Um Yeah. After yeah. that we get like, like Yeah. I didn't write down what happened there. I have the next scene, but I don't have the ending of this sequence. Yeah, basically the important thing is like the bomber's team has a card monopolized that um says Guerra's team needs and mm-hmm. even though like the card they need is only A rank they're like okay we'll just trade you, trade you these three S ranks because we have a bunch of fucking good ass cards and we're pretty close to finishing the game so like yeah so like yeah they're they're both at a position where they both have like most of the cards in the game and like yeah so yeah so they're yeah. they're they're mostly not like the bomber's main thing is he's like, I don't want to make any trades with you because you guys are kind of closer than I am to like doing this. And, um, there's like a whole, he's like, you got 95 cards. Like, you know, like they're trying to stop each other from getting more cards more than they really care about, like gaining cards at this point. But he does offer a really good trade. Yeah. They're, they're both at a point where they both like control a lot of cards and like, they don't want to give the other team the advantage, but like, that's kind of the only option in order to get what they need. So this really was the first time I wanted to play Monopoly in years. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I, so I think they agreed to that trade. I don't remember what the bombers chose exactly, but I remember that Kilo and Gone were like, "Yeah, okay, we'll do." They do their trade. Um, um, and I don't think the actual trade happens until next episode. Um, do they not? Because we we need to learn about the risky dice first. I thought they went and did the trade and then did the risky dice. Um. But I, I didn't remember where they got the risky dice because I remembered they went gambling after that, and then the risky yeah, dice my, came into play. My, my memories of this are a little out of order because, um, yeah, the the order of things was different in in the ninety nine version. Mm. So like. In the 2011, I'm pretty sure we get, like, the Risky Dice introduced first, and then we see, like, the Bombers team, like, uh, 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 you know, discussing discussing their strategy of, like, what they're gonna do in regards to Sesguera's trade, and then they use- and then they make their hostages use the Risky Dice. And we know, like, what the fucking stakes are, because we saw Gon and Kilua using it earlier. Yeah, I thought that was part of the... I don't know. Because I thought they did the trade and then they went to the gambling city. Because, like, they are in that city by that point. Um, 
Hold on, I am just gonna, like, <laughs> pull this video I up mean, really quick, sorry. We can, no, like, you're okay. About what we need to, but. <laughs> I, yeah, I know that, I mean, you know, it's podcast, it's jazz. Um, okay, so it looks like, okay, yeah, we get the call between Sesguera and the Bombers team, um... We get the trade. Yeah, we get the conversation between Sesguera and the bomber. We see the trade between Gone and the other person. Then okay. we go to the casino city. I'm just scrubbing through this. Um, sure. Okay. So we see their deal and not the other one. That's where I'm getting. Kiloa okay. use the risky dice. Then we see uh, Genthru force his hostages to use the risky dice. Where do so. they get those dice? <laughs> do you remember? Um, I don't think we know where Kiloa gets. Them, okay, actually. so they just have um, them. Cool. Yeah, they've just been going around, like, picking up items. I think, like, in the manga, it goes into a little more detail about just, like, saying what cards they have, like... I mean, that's but, fine. Like, I'm, I'm, you know, that's the normal, like, I can accept, like, him just having them. I was just like, wow, I just missed a full chunk of this, I guess, because I don't know where he got these dice. But yeah, no, I think, yeah, they do their trade, and we don't know about... Sesguera's and the Bombers. That's just like they're thinking about it, but also the Bomber is doing some some mess some messed up Joker shit. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, it does kind of gloss over some stuff in more so in the 2011. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, the the scene we get with Kilawa is um you know they're in this gamble they're in this like big casino city mm -hmm. and um. You know, they're, they they see a slot machine w that they can get a rare card from, but it's only like 1 in 10,000% chance of winning. Uh, but they have a, a card called Risky Dice, which uh, which lets them, uh, if, if, basically it's a d20, if you roll anything other than a natural 1, you'll get really good luck. But if, uh, but if you roll a one and get a critical failure, then like all of the, then it, you'll get sort of a karmic retribution where all the good luck from the previous rolls will backfire on you and you'll have something really unlucky happen to you. So Kilowood rolls the dice, uh, gets a good result, pulls the slot and wins a, uh, fancy diamond out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, and then he's like, Ooh, I'll keep doing this. There's no way this could possibly backfire on me. And then fucking nearby, another <laughs> man at the slots just fucking explodes. It's because so he won, like, five diamonds in a row and then rolled a bad result. And he died. It killed the man. Yeah, Gon is like, hey, are you sure you should keep using that? You could get bad luck. And Keela was like, well, it's just bad luck. What could happen? I'm sure it won't kill me. And then literally, and then like, something explodes and you look forward yeah. and it's like, oh, this exploded. He was acting real funny. And look, he was rolling those crazy dice. And Keela was like, ah, okay. <laughs> it's wonderful. It's very good. So so we get that nice exposition about the risky dice and how it will kill you if you roll mm -hmm. a natural one. And then we see Genthru talking to a fucking man hostage he has. And he's like, okay, better roll this fucking die. Because, like, Genthru is talking about, like, all the cards he needs. And one of them is one called Lucky Alexandrite. And mm -hmm. it's a card that you can apparently get by... 
Yeah, there is a card called Lottery, and if you just use that card, if you cast that spell, it'll just turn into another card. Mm. And so he wants to get a Lucky Alexandrite using the Risky Dice and the Lottery, but he doesn't want to, uh, you know, take that risk himself. So he just has a man to roll dice for him, and the man is like, fucking so scared, he's like sobbing, saying how he doesn't want to use the dice, it will kill him. Uh, yeah, and Gethry's like, get- don't worry, you've only rolled it five times so far, it, it, yeah. it's one in twenty chance, you're fine. So he's just been like doing this for hours, presumably. <laughs> But I saw someone get a bad result on their first roll, and he fucking died. I don't want to die. Uh, like, but well, Genthru's like, that's you kind have of tough. To. Yeah, <laughs> he's literally just like, well, tough titties. Um, here's your die. You better roll it. Yeah. And then he does, and he rolls not worst luck, and so they give him like the lottery card, and they're like, okay, try for this one, like. 75 which is this card and he like uses the card and he gets like 76 he's like a number off and so it's just a different card and they're like oh darn well you're not free now we were gonna free you if you got the good card but that wasn't it so i guess you'll have to stay and roll some dice some more yep and then I guess they burn through all their lotteries because it they're just like the 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 bomber trio are being extremely mean. They're just like chanting mm-hmm. for this man to keep rolling the murder die. Yeah, it's like super messed up evil hours. It's Joker yeah. time over here. It really is. Uh ruffle <laughs> of just, evil. Some people just want to watch the world burn. Some people just want to watch you roll a, a critical failure. Some people just want 100% of video game real bad. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess they run out of lotteries or something, and they don't get the lucky Alexandrite because it cuts to later, and they're like, damn, that didn't work. Fortunately, the man is still alive, but he's in bad shape mentally. Um, so then, um, yeah, they we, we, we do not actually get the trade between Genthru and Sesguera by the end of this episode, because, um, yeah, they were talking about, like... Yeah, I remember yeah, they're, they're making Yeah, they're making a plan about, like, how the trade is going to go down, and they're planning something involving, like, the risky dice. Uh, I think they have a card that lets them steal a random card from another player, so they want to use those in conjunction with the uh, with the risky dice when the trade goes down. Yeah, and then we see... I wanted to say, didn't they have a card that would give them, like, up to eight or something like that? And it was like, if you get eight good ones, this could be a really good... Something like that. I don't uh, know. The car- yeah, the card they show is Tax Collector's Gauntlet. When equipped, player has the ability to cast Levy, but each cast will destroy a random card from players restricted slots okay mm-hmm. okay so yeah i i forget exactly what levy does basically they're gonna steal some cards and they have to like sacrifice cards in order to do it but mm-hmm. that should be like mitigated with if they use the risky dice and yeah so like- is like all right we can't trust these random hostages to do it we gotta take the risk and roll the dice ourselves yeah, and Genthru's like, remember, like, our, our thruple rule, basically. He's like, yeah. when one of us takes a risk, we take it together. So he rolls the dice, and Sub and Bar are he like... Roll, <gasps> he, he rolls a d20 very dramatically. Mm-hmm. It does not blow up. 
Yeah, it's, uh, so so he he do, he will have the good luck, and then he's like, "All right, well, let's tell uh, Sasquara that uh, the deal is on. We're gonna do it." And then from there, and then we see, and then we cut to Giloa, Giloa yeah. being a little gambling addict. Mm-hmm. He has like fucking raccoon rings around his eyes. <laughs> uh, he's just very ill. <laughs> he's just at the slot machine having a great time. Mm-hmm. And he's gonna roll the risky dice again. He's full catboy mode at this point. Then uh, Visky just fucking chops him in the neck. Being <laughs> like, "Okay, you're done." <laughs> this is this is an intervention, and um, yeah, uh, yeah. Visky comes in with a very direct intervention and chops him in the throat. And uh, Gone picks him up on his back and carries him out of the city. And that's episode. Hmm. That is, ep- yeah, that's the end of that episode. Um, as kind of, uh, <laughs> again, I'm in the process of moving right now, but I would love it if you would take me through some of the finer details of uh, Too Many Gones. Yeah, let's talk about those gones. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, most of the changes I noted were between the 2011 and the manga, because I just read the manga first, like... Mm-hmm. Some of these are the same in the in the ninety nine version. Um, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Twenty eleven definitely like glosses over more stuff for sure. Um, but yeah, it's let's funny because it seemed like it really like it played well. You know, like watching it, I didn't. I felt a little confused, but I always feel a little confused. And also, you know, there's a dog around now. So I was like, oh, you know, I'm just like sort of. But like actually talking through it in a podcast form made me realize, oh, yeah. Like, and it's it's funny, like you being like, oh, yeah, this was in the manga. And that's why you don't know it, because they had to skim things. And it's like, okay, it worked in an anime cut. But it's, you know, it's yeah. funny when you have to try to talk about it and space it out. And you're like, wait a minute. What? Yeah. What did happen here? Yeah, I will say that the manga pages are, like, kind of very dense. Like, there's always, like, there are, like, a little, a bunch of, like, little asides of characters just, like, mentioning things that happened, like, in between scenes. So, um, it also does, like, a big non-linear storytelling thing, which is, has the bombers do, like the release uh and kill everyone like like while gone and kilua like are still in the middle of training like before a bunch of stuff actually happens then it's not until later that they actually meet like uh 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 abengane so the, the the explosion happens and then i guess we cut back to when before it happened and then they meet Abengane later and then Abengane's like damn I bet everyone's gonna blow up soon wouldn't that be fucked up (laughs) (laughs) even though we've already seen it happen does it so um, does it work as non-linear storytelling like from a critical perspective um kind of no I mean like (laughs) I only really noticed that things were out of order because, like, I was paying attention to, like, changes from the anime. Like, I don't remember this from, like, the last time I went through the manga. I think just, like, I was I was kind of on autopilot, just, like, not paying attention to, like, the actual linear order of things. Mm-hmm. That's fair but, enough. But, 
Yeah, it, it definitely does make it more confusing, and in, like, both of the anime versions, they, like, straighten it out so things are linear again. Yeah. Uh, they fight some werewolves in the manga. Really? Just, they just get a little random encounter that lasts for a page while they're, like, on the way to one of the places that they're going. I think, like, Masadora or something. Just, mm -hmm. like, they some werewolves happen and they punch them. It, it It's kind of a nothing scene, so... <laughs> Um, do they are they yeah. do they get some cool like werewolf cards? Like are they, they do? Yeah, they cool. they gather up some monsters. Yeah, they've just been selling the monster cards they're collecting in order to buy magic cards. Yeah. So that's where all the cards from like well, all their prior training went. Yeah. So is the is the werewolf like an A rank or? Um, I can check quickly. Um, yeah. Okay. While I'm doing that, I already talked about like the very dramatic narration um, that <laughs> happened while Kidua was taking the uh, entrance exam. I love we that. Do... It was very poetic. Yeah, before um, <laughs> before they go to the gambling city, like Biscuit explains, like okay, there's three uh, 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 there's three cards that we need from this town, and here's how we get them. And Kila was like, "How do you know all this?" And she's like, "Oh, well, you were training. I've just been out gathering information. People love to tell me things when I act like a cute, adorable child." <laughs> <laughs> I love watching her turn it on. It's been so good this arc when she just like there's someone else around and she's immediately snapped into like, "Oh, what's what's up? I'm a I'm a small girl." Yeah. Love her fucking gremlin energy, where mm -hmm. she's just manipulating people like it's nothing. <laughs> yeah, girl boss energy. Indeed. <laughs> Gaslight and girl boss. That's it's powerful. So just no gatekeeping. As, as yeah. <laughs> well, when she was doing the hunter exams, she was That's gatekeeping. That's true. Oh, she... So when she is doing her hunter exams, that is her peak Gaslight gatekeep girl boss. Yeah. <laughs> Netter is taking her place. I can't believe Bisky is the perfect woman. <laughs> <laughs> you may not like it, but this is what Pete performs like. <laughs> oh, quality. Okay, yeah, I found the werewolf scene, uh, the alpha wolf, which is the strongest member of the pack. We see their card, and they are a C rank. Are you kidding me? Nope. <laughs> oh, uh, and I'm reading the text on the card here. Um, ooh, this is the most powerful C rank monster. His minions oh. reappear indefinitely until he is defeated. Okay, but most powerful C rank. I mean, not not to be peak monster fucker here on this podcast, <laughs> but I feel offended. <laughs> I feel like vampire I, werewolves are like a a cool monster. They should be at least yeah. like at werewolves. least like the top B rank. If you're yeah, you know, were werewolves are at least an A or a B. I were were I making it, I probably would have said alpha werewolf A. The rest of the wolves are like a B. Would probably be how I would have done it. Oh my god, you've tapped into some like deep Keith McBlain podcasting lore. 
Oh, uh, yeah? Because, <laughs> uh, because I did, like, very briefly have uh, a podcast where me and my friend Ivy reviewed Monster Erotica, and our ranking system was, like, F rank to A rank. And oh, let me see if I can remember it correctly. Goodness. I know Dragon was S rank. I'm pretty mm. sure Werewolf was A. Um... No, I think Unicorn was A, then Werewolf was B, then uh, Mermaid, the Noid, and the Pale Man from, uh, from, from Pan's Labyrinth was F-Rank. Oh, man. Where are werewolves? Or, I mean, uh, vampires. Ah, uh, we didn't have vampires on the, on the list, unfortunately, which I'm not sure why we didn't, because Ivy is a real, real vampire fan. Yeah. That seems like it, yeah. Seems like this list might need an updated form at some point. Yeah, Just a yeah. really, you know, a drawn out, like, updated, like, this is all of the mythical monsters we could think of. I want, I want banshees on this list, too. <laughs> Vampires and banshees and, um, um, you've already said some of the ones I would think of, but, you know. Some fairies. Let's throw some fairies on there. Yeah, let's let's be encyclopedic as we can about <laughs> about our monster fucking. <laughs> about our monster fucking. <laughs> <laughs> this is important. Like you know, podcasting is a specific type of scholarly knowledge. You know, you got to be uh-huh, able to uh-huh. organize and rank and like file away some of these. You know completely non-important details but that your brain has decided are extremely important and you gotta you know you gotta be able to look at it um aesthetically and scientifically as well ranking and categorizing is one of the key skills you need as a podcaster that's right and this is some scholarly work that needs to take place Uh, let's see. So, where are we? Uh, they also have, like, a long thing about, like, how they can use a certain card combination to, like, duplicate the paladin necklace, so that's why it doesn't matter that, like, they use gain on it, even though they can't turn- that means they can't turn it back into a card, they can just use, like, a- they can- yeah, there's a certain card combo that lets you duplicate cards, like, under a certain rank, so- Mm. Okay. It's, yeah. It's just kind of just like a lot of these, like, little sort of ancillary details that are like, oh, if you're like, if you like have a question about like how everything is working, it's probably answered in the manga, but like the 2011 is just kind of, just kind of going with it and just kind of like telling things and just assuming you'll like be along with it, you know? Yeah. And I don't. I don't want to sound like I'm ragging on it either way, because it's like, you can, I mean, you know, reading something that is in front of your face, you, I, I normally would default to like novels for this kind of comparison, but a manga too, like if you're reading it, you can do a lot more detail like that. Whereas an anime, you know, if, if I'm already like so lost by what's happening yeah. in this anime, like I probably should read the manga for like some of the rules because, you know, 
it just sinks into your brain better, even if, you know, it, it's just a different way your brain, like, processes that information. So I'm not, like, you know, I'm not sitting here being, like, ah, oh, the anime's, like, got yeah. problems because I notice, you know, you notice these holes when you're digging into it the way that we are. Like, I'm not... Yeah, I definitely don't disagree with, like, the way that 2011 cuts so much stuff out because a lot of this is just, like, l just, like, picky little details that you're... Pr probably yeah. don't want to get bogged down in if you're just watching an anime yeah like an adaptation should be different from the source material because it's a different medium like you there are things that are going to change but i think these are all pretty good changes for an anime where you have to watch everything that's going on i again like i think all these rules are very very cool and it is making me want to read the manga but i would be so lost if they added anything else yeah yeah it's definite definitely a lot to take in it definitely mm -hmm. like yeah i think if they did include all this in the anime they would have to like slow it down really hard in order to like just give you time to like process it or like and they or are just like make it too much one. i mean again bringing up the episode count i don't we're not that <laughs> we're not that far from the end to be yeah. honest like they've got yeah, a, it's they they have yeah. a lot to condense yeah definitely it feels like it's going it feels like it's you know moving at a good pace like yeah it, yeah. yeah and it definitely definitely would need to slow down if it were like giving you all these like minute rules mm -hmm. especially for like this manga series which is known for being dense at times like yeah, it's a sure. good adaptation in that like it still makes you feel like you're getting a lot of detail and rules with like cutting out what it does. Yeah, absolutely. So the the last change that I took note of is that um is is the particular text on the card of uh the the diamond that Kilawa wins um it's called the rainbow diamond and it is a diamond that shines in a rainbow of colors propose with this diamond and they are guaranteed to say yes and then he takes this proposal diamond that you make an engagement with and he gives it to Gon because it'll be safer in his binder <laughs> <laughs> these are good details thank you yep i like how i didn't know where that was going and i was already ready to proclaim it gay just because it is a rainbow uh-huh <laughs> and then it got and then it gets even gayer mm. yeah wait. let's see Kilua also beats like uh NPC poker player using the uh uh using the risky dice and just pulls a royal flush effortlessly and gets the card gets the that NPC's card and then it has like a a montage of them getting like a few different c cards and you know we just get cards that are showing up on page that oh this has an interesting magical effect but it will have no relevance to the story whatsoever so <laughs> I mean yeah there's a lot of cards in this game there are there's so fucking many you've got like the 100 like specialized slot cards and then just like a bunch of magic cards and other stuff and mm -hmm. yeah it is it's quite a lot so yeah and it's good to see these boys having fun in this game 
Like, it's, uh, yeah, it, so. you, there's a lot of cards for them to see, but it's fun to just watch them, like, literally just having fun, and we see a card when we need to. Yeah, absolutely. It's a... It's a fun little fun little segment that's mm-hmm. that's all happening while you know just immediately uh after a mass murder took place. Yeah, a mass murder took place and then that guy is like off in the woods torturing this other guy. Meanwhile, our protagonists are having a good fun time playing <laughs> playing the video game. It's I continually, I mean this story is very good at making Gone like an innocent protagonist in a fucked up world, especially alongside Killua, who like <laughs> knows exactly how messed up it is. And this is some good stuff too, where it's not Gone directly dealing with any sort of situation, but it's literally Gone and Killua on this island, like having a fun time while everyone else on the island is pretty much trying to kill each other yeah. or stay alive. <laughs> oh, it's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so that's take on the main themes. That's that's all I have in terms of changes. So mm-hmm. yeah, uh, which segment are we doing today? Do we want to run through? Wow, this recording is running long. So do we want to quickly? Yeah, uh, I think we could do a. I would be okay with doing a Greed Island segment. How about you? Yeah, yeah we. I should know you're that. very busy with moving, but is if is there anything you could talk about? I'm trying to think what I, well, what I have been doing is watching, um, my roommate play Dead, Red Dead Redemption is uh-huh, honestly, uh-huh. and that's been very fun. Um, <laughs> he ended up with like the, the meter all the way in the good side. Um, this uh-huh. is Red Dead Redemption two. So I just did see the ending of Red Dead Redemption two for the first time. That's cruel. It makes me laugh though, that there are two chapters of epilogue. <laughs> it's very funny to me that no one knows what an epilogue is anymore. <laughs> like it's two chapters. Um but that game is um pretty fun to watch and the graphics still remain decent and I'm very excited for the day when they look like terrible. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh, uh-huh. it's it's very much like an open world game where like the faces already look kind of horrible, but the rest of the graphics are you know pretty good. But then you know like it's that hyper realism. So in like you know another maybe five years, it's gonna be like oh wow, I can't play this game anymore. Um, yeah. But I'm really this excited. Be, this might be a hot take, but I think like those photorealistic games will always look worse than like stylized cartoony games, and they always no, will. I 100% agree, and that's why it's funny watching this game because like the first time I watched it, I was like, "Oh, this is kind of jarring. Like it's so real looking." And like the I kind of got used to it in a way that I shouldn't, you know, like yeah. have to in a video game. Like I just I love cartoony styles. I love like hand-drawn animations like you know like not even just like hand-drawn like on a you know but like the hyper-realistic everything trend is I mean I it's cool to look at when the game first comes out and I think that's about all the value that it has because it so quickly degrades um yeah for sure but and also I just don't think it looks as fun. Like I want I want it to be fun, please. Um Yeah. But I'm excited cuz I want to do like a whole I want to <laughs> I'm very I I I find it hard to play video games as like a mean person. 
but I, I want to for this one. I want to, I want to challenge myself and see how evil I can be in this game. So how rude can one cowboy be? (laughs) How bastard can this boy get? (laughs) So that's going to be my challenge for myself. What have you been up to? Mostly just listening to a lot of podcasts. Um, one I want to talk about in particular is uh, called Anime Sickos, mm. and the premise is that the two hosts uh, talk about the four pillars of modern misery, which are anime, gaming, posting, and jobs. Mm-hmm. So they just kind of talk about all four of those things and why they make life miserable, but are also just kind of fun and enjoyable, so... Yeah, both the hosts are, like, comedy people, so it's very funny and enjoyable. I think they have, like, good energy. Mm-hmm. And also, they talk about how much anime fucking sucks, but also it rules. <laughs> and <laughs> Yeah, I was talking to my friend about uh, their anime tolerance the other day, and I think yeah. that's such a fun concept. It's like, yeah, anime's good, but do you, can you also, tolerate yeah. it? Like... <laughs> Yeah, so, like, if you're in kind of, like, a cynical mood and you want to hear about how much everything sucks, even the things you like, then that's a good one to listen to. That probably would be good. I'm always looking for new things to listen to when I have, you know, the mental energy to start a new thing. I've listened to a little bit of that, though. I'm pretty sure there was an episode, like, with, um, uh, there was, like, a don't email my wife post (laughs) yeah no like that whole episode i've listened to and that was incredible and i loved it yeah whenever they do like a posting focused episode they'll just talk about like (laughs) insane people on the internet and how the internet turns your brain into garbage that's always very entertaining posting as entertainment makes me so glad i'm not on twitter (laughs) (laughs) that's I do have a Twitter, but, like, I get on it, and I'm like, hmm, glad I'm not on here more. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of, uh, I think I think that about wraps it up. What are, wh- where can, what are our, so- what, what is your Twitter and the show's Twitter and everything we say at the end here? Yeah, um, so I'm bad. Um, I'm gonna, so my Twitter is sky underscore bird 36 and we do have a show tumblr at dang or i'm sorry at gone x will x hunting on tumblr and i am looking up our show's tumblr right now because i know it or, but yeah. i don't the the show's twitter is just going at at gone will hunting i believe that's what i thought but i wanted to look it up to be sure yeah it's gone will hunting on tumblr and uh what plugs do you have for us yeah you can find my for affinity account um my username is Space Robot, so find me there. Uh, you can also email me at spacerobotart at gmail.com in order to see my commission sheet. I draw. I like to draw Digimon and Personas and Sonic OCs. All fun stuff. Excellent. My profile pic on Discord right now is a Sonic OC. Oh, wonderful. Okay, well, Devin's usually the one that takes us out, but here I here I go. It's my best attempt. I'm ready. We're going <laughs> to get situated here. We're going to take a deep breath, and we are going to wish all of our listeners a wonderful going by, everybody.
Goodbye. That probably sounded horrible. Okay. (laughs) We're finished.